Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. I'm J Train Jared Free coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right, every Monday we answer your emails, you tell us your stories. And I gotta say, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love that you're here with us. Keep sending your emails to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We want your screenshot emails. Let me get that out of, out of the way first. We need some more screenshot emails for the end of this show. We love checking out a screenshot. So jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. And listen, if you're a part of Patreon, we're doing some great things there. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I'm doing three extra podcasts a week for five bucks a month. They're all a little different, but they're a lot like what we do here. Luxury Lounge and one more email and coffee with J-Train. Go get subscribed. And lastly, live shows. I'm on the road again. I'm telling funnies on the road again. That's right. I'm going to your town, Baltimore, D.C., uh, New York, Boston, Austin, Texas. We added shows in Austin, so jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. And let's get to today's today's guest. I'm very excited. First time on the show, hilarious comedian, Anna Roisman. Thank you for coming on. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled. I, I'm on the J train and I'm, I'm so happy to be here. You're in. We're rolling along. I'm Hell so yeah. pumped to have you. Anna is a fantastic comic. She has a great podcast that I have been a guest on called Unemployed with Anna. Yeah. You got to give the one minute commercial to the listeners because we, we love a new podcast. We want to add it to the rotation. And listen, people, <laughs> when someone brings on their podcast, you have to subscribe to it because you might not, you're not going to listen to it now. You're listening to us. Right. But you're, for the if and when, there will be a time where you'll be on a flight and you'll be like, oh my God, I have nothing. I'm out of the, I'm out of podcast. I'm out of J train. Unemployed with Anna is going to be waiting for you. So what, give us the premise of the podcast because I had a fantastic time on your show. Thank you. You were great. Our episode is great. People have to listen to it. Um, I invite a lot of my friends and creative people on also people who aren't necessarily in the comedy world. And I talk to them about all the jobs they've had from like, you know, early teenage years until now, you know, getting fired. We like lo we love stories of quitting and, you know, career changes. And then sometimes we call strangers from the Internet who are unemployed and could use a pep talk. Um, I love which, that part. You were I love wonderful that part. at that. <laughs> that because I love it because it's you know in the vein of this podcast, like we do, you know, most of the stuff we talk about is dating and relationships. Yeah. But like, I love a lifestyle email. I love when someone's like, "I'm at this crux in my life, and I'm not really sure where to go next." And like, you know, what yeah. we get in our own way. That's the biggest thing. Like, oh, if yeah. you're at a job you hate. It's, I remember when it's I like was being in a relationship you hate and you're like, well, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I've got insurance. I know where I'm getting lunch every day. I have a commute I'm used to whatever. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm used to this amount of money. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, you know, there, there, and I remember like when I sold life insurance, I was so long ago now, but like when I was doing that, it felt like that was the only way to make money. Like yeah. it actually felt like, and this could, and I'm not saying this could be any office job. You're at an office. It is a, a Petri dish. It is your universe. And right. you're sitting there on a daily basis and you're like, I don't think, I don't even know if there's any other jobs in this world. But then I remember like thinking to myself, like someone's selling this pen. Mm -hmm. Someone's making this pen. Like the, the pen came from somewhere. That's another world. Someone's making dough right. doing the pen thing. You know, yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to open up 
your brain to a uh, that there could be a bigger world. Oh, yeah. You were so good on it, though, because you oh, inspired you. me when you were just like one day I was like, fuck it. I'm going to I'm going to be funny and I'm going to make money doing it. Like, even though you walked away from a cushy job where you make good money and stuff it, like it wasn't cushy. But I think the I I would uh, agree that the I think the the hardest part about like when you go into like doing your own thing is like there are no guarantees. Right. You eat what you catch, you know, and it's like as opposed to like, you know, there is the comfort of like, okay, so if in 10 years I'll be partner, like in 10 years I might be in a gutter being like, oh my fucking God, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Right. Like, and yeah. so, I, but I like that you have like, especially with actors, actresses, people in the comedy space, people like you have so many different people on that like, they they're doing so many different jobs. Like yeah. you, a, a comedian has been a waitress, a barista, a an office manager, a, a babysitter. You know, like and just has a little touch of life everywhere. Like, what's the most interesting job that someone had that came on the show? Oh God, um, we've had people. I, I love when people have like OnlyFans accounts, which I find fascinating. Oh, wow. Um, I had someone a recent episode. My friend was a, a task rabbit person. OK, some of those jobs, you know, she was just like there are just rich people, at least when task rabbit was like in their heyday. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like because I don't know if people do it now. And there were a like guy, I had a guy come in here and put in my AC. I was Great. like, I got an AC. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it wrong. I'll have I, someone who's yeah. good at doing it. This guy came in and he was like. <laughs> He was like on a bike and he's dressed like I am right now, like polo and like a whatever. And he just looked at it and he goes, I am just going to like go to work on this. It was like, you know, like growing up, like I was like, OK, this guy. And he was great. He like put it all together. An hour later, I got an AC and like it, it was like, I don't want to do that. Let someone right. else do it. So like, right. but what would they do? Like what kind of task rabbit? Oh, like my friend, she had to um, she had to like stay with this old woman's cat for like a half hour and then bring it downstairs to a car like okay. she was like <laughs> i was like was she there was the woman there she's like yeah but she's not, but she didn't want to leave the apartment so she got oh a task rabbit to like do that i was like well, what like there were just some bizarre it, it is interesting <laughs> that tat that that person like first of all that might be a rich cat like right. in in new york city like there's cats oh, that like own an apartment and you have to like take care you know like the, the cat like got the will was like Pa all the money was passed down to the cat and the yeah. cat just like has task rabbit show up every day but it is interesting that like you know that old woman wouldn't survive in any other time right <laughs> nope <laughs> or with that cat i guess i don't know where the cat had to go florida it, or something like this sure. cat had, an, had to get to the airport i have no idea <laughs> my friend was like i literally just had to walk a cat down a flight of stairs that was the task she's like but fuck it i was doing comedy and i made money for the day and made i was like money yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean but it is so funny to me that like because it's there we will use it like if task rabbit's there oh we'll just like oh well you can call up this app and you know a yeah. young woman who lives in brooklyn will just yep. bring your cat downstairs well yeah. listen i i love it <laughs> i i think everyone needs to go subscribe to the podcast it yeah. is called oh i have another one with anna oh go please one more you would love uh it's a recent episode my friend anna Breton. if you guys mm. don't know her she's hilarious and 
she, when she first moved to New York, she had a camera and she was trying to be a photographer and a DP. And she photo, she got a job photographing Harvey Weinstein's mom's Shiva. Which I, I know. Wait a minute. I know. Okay. I know. You I know. Can, you, you, I was like, that is probably the weirdest job I've heard lately. But so listen, we know as comics that yeah. photographers are like around shows. Yes. A photographer can make any experience look more important. Right. So what's going on in the comedy world right now is like people, these photographers are trying to like make their way by finding clients for headshots. And what they do is they go to like comedy shows in Brooklyn and Manhattan and they'll shoot the show and then they'll send you the link. And I'll, I'm appreciative because I'm like, okay, I can use this. I'll tag right. them and I'll use it to, you know, promote Promo. a show yeah. or like whatever it is or like put up a nice picture. And what has happened now is every, all, every comic, anyone who's ever touched a mic is now putting up these pictures where it like, it's like them in black and white and they look like they're fucking crushing it. And they're like, they look like they're like, you know, they're, you know, um, even at like, like a mic, they could be an <laughs> well, open that's mic. The point. That's the point. It looks like they're doing MSG. And then I get booked on these shows <laughs> and you show up there and the photographer's there and there's like seven people there. And you're like, wait, you have a photographer for this fucking shit. So like the fact that this is now going outside the comedy world to, we want to look cool at our Shiva, yeah. the event after someone dies at the fa like. Mm -hmm. wh where are these pictures going to go from the Shiva? I don't know. I was very confused. She said it was more like a, a step and <coughs> step and repeat situation. You know, there were a there lot was a of step and repeat at a Shiva call, <laughs> like a funeral. For the listeners, for the non-Jews at home, a Shiva I say call. Shiva, is like, yeah, it's like the five days after someone passes away, the family basically like. Everyone goes to the family's house or in a family adjacent house and everyone kind of like pays their respects. It's like five yeah. days. That, it basically gives you a five day buffer to walk into a house, say, I'm sorry, eat some food and leave. Yeah, there, it's and our grieving process. It's, it's the grieving yeah. process. And it's actually to me, it's actually like one of the better Jewish things to me. I think it's a great idea. Oh, yeah. Because also it gives you time and the exact there's no awkwardness of like oh i got to see this person i haven't spoken to them till since their grandmother died like you you know you have your opportunity to like check in yeah. <laughs> it's i think it's built out of jewish anxiety it's like oh i haven't seen this person forever so they invented the shiva call so that we could like not be anxious about it it was a scheduled event yeah, so the idea that nice. at this at this death party mm -hmm. they're like we need a step and repeat that is mm -hmm. they must have been loaded <laughs> i know yeah. I mean, I want to step and repeat at mine. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking more and more about it since this episode. I was like, I was like, we should probably like, you know, play old comedy videos of mine right? you know, all over the place and just like, you know, art it out, make it really cool. Get people a good yeah. Instagram photo. At least do something that can like alleviate the tension, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. get something, something for people to do. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I love this. Everyone should go subscribe to Anna's podcast. Thank you. Unemployed with Anna. Her, she's at Anna Roisman on Instagram. You also did a funny thing during the pandemic, and I want everyone to go to your Instagram, at Anna Roisman. You were, like, imitating scenes from movies with your boyfriend, right? It's your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, so explain what you did there because I want people to go see these things. Okay, so we were both very unemployed uh, mm. and Jared's the producer. He's another Jared and yeah. um, I have two Jareds in my life if you can That's believe. Right. <laughs> and uh, and so, I don't know, we were just like, we were like bored and we wanted to make something and I was, 
I was like, wouldn't it be funny if uh, we were together nonstop? So I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we remade like Home Alone? But like I I was like Kevin McAllister and I get to be like alone and and, and but you're not really gone because it's a pandemic. But like I sure. get like two hours. So we redid Home Alone and Jared's really like, you know, he has an eye for this stuff. He he makes a lot of content. So he was like, I want to do it shot for shot. So we did it. We matched every single shot of Home Alone. And then after that, we did the notebook and then we did Titanic. It is legitimately <laughs> shot for shot. Yeah. And yeah. it is great. Like but it's you guys- in our small Brooklyn apartment. The notebook is in our bathtub instead of like yeah, a lake. I remember the bath. The, the bathtub was great. And it's just very and you put it beside one another. Yes, we did. Which so you is, can see it. <laughs> so you can see the exact scene. So yes. everyone that I thought that was so funny. Everyone go Thank follow you. Anna at Anna Roisman. Go, go, go. You ready to do some emails? Yes, I would love to. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. This is called friendly fuck boy. I recently moved to Mexico City and have really been enjoying myself with the sexy Latin men here. Here's my question, and then they put in parentheses an S. So they have multiple questions. Okay. Is it bad that I'm dating a lot of people at once? I am looking for a relationship ultimately, but why settle for one when you can have like seven? <laughs> Ken Aura. A side note, they're all like One tens. for every day. <laughs> right? <laughs> she writes side note, they're all like 10, so it's hard <laughs> to stop. She's Whoa. at the, the the good buffet. I'm only having sex with one of them currently, and we are using protection. But I have others that I'm at a date four with, and I'm ready to take it to the bedroom. Do I need to vaguely set expectations for them and let them know that I am down to keep going out and having sex only if it's good? <laughs> I'm down for sex if it's good. It's not we'll good. We'll see. I'm not texting back. What a, what a, what a fun like pep talk before the sex. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm down for more of this as long as you do well in 10 minutes from now. You right. Know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's like, what happened? She's like, it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, I can get better know. sex with my Tuesday guy. <laughs> right. If you don't hear from me, you'll know. <laughs> but they'll only get me one day a week because I'm a hot commodity down here. Or do I just fight my consents, uh, my conscience and act as a fucked boy. I really like a lot of these guys, but none enough to stop seeing the others. I'm sure when I find one I really like that I'll be down to cut the others off, but if this is something I need. But is this something I need or should I communicate prior to sex? If I put myself in their position, I would definitely not be okay with this. Is there a way to be a friendly fuck boy or girl? I've never been like this before, usually just a one-at-a-time kind of gal. But there must be something in the water here, not just bacteria. Okay, so what do we think, Anna Reisman? What I think keep them all and have fun with all of them. I don't know. I think like this person sounds very confident. And sure. I'm not saying – I don't think it's – you know, it, like she said, it's it's a woman, right? Who said this? Yes. If she's not, you know, if she's not like <laughs> totally committed to one of them, like, yeah, have fun. Have fun every single day of the week if you're able to do that. I don't know. I liked going through a slutty phase, I guess I could say. I felt like it was very freeing and you mm. don't put any pressure on yourself to like be with one person or like, did this person text me back? Like, you're too busy to do that. And she I, I, I love what I, I love what you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. And I actually think like everything you're saying is like it's easy for us to say. Like we love a we love a slutty phase. You should go hook up, enjoy yourself, whatever. Yeah. The hard part is when you're in the position and you're like, 
trying to figure out your own taste. I actually think she answered her own question in yeah. her email. I was going to say, she I didn't s- see much of an issue here. but Well, she, she wrote, I really like a lot of these guys, but none enough to stop seeing the others. So you've answered how you feel about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You think they're hot. You think they're sexy. You like them, but you would never marry them. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. I think, but what she needs to do, and then she says in the end of her email, um, if I put myself in their position, I would definitely not be okay with this. She says, "If uh, no, but if is this something I need need to, should I communicate prior to sex? She's basically saying, should I not say anything? Right. So she goes, so let's assume that what I'm comfortable with, they, you know, I, if I wouldn't like it, then I have to assume that they might not like it. Right. So let's be as respectful to someone else as you would want them to be with you. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. And so I think what you say to these guys is, hey, I'm having a really fun time with you. I think you're great. I don't see this as a, I, I don't see this becoming something more down the road, but I am willing to get mm-hmm. physical with you, but you should know I'm being physical with other people right now. That's hard to tell someone. That's like yeah. one of those that like, even as I say it, I'm like, yeah, you'd have to like <laughs> pump yourself up for that speech. I'd be nervous to say that, but. But I was going to say, I think that is a normal conversation, especially when you're casually dating someone. It's like you kind of I always assume they are seeing other people. Yeah. Until we have that conversation where it's like, hey, I kind of want to just see you. Should we stop seeing other people? So totally. And and well, I think it's just like I I think it's also the most important is their taste, the, yeah. the emailer's taste. And you have said it like, how great is that? She knows. Yeah. She doesn't want to admit it because she doesn't want to like throw away maybe a, a fine hand. But let's let's admit you like these guys. You want to fuck these guys. You don't want to date them. Right. OK. And you even said, I think when I find the guy, I'll cut the rest off. OK, Absolutely. good. So yeah. like, like the best the best thing, to, like it's like going to see the doctor and they go, here's what's wrong with you. And you go, oh, thank God I know. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's like, I'll stop that. If your cholesterol gets too high, that's when you cut out, you know, that. <laughs> that's right. So so it's like if you go to the doctor and they go, we have no idea what's wrong with you. That's the most anxiety moment in the world. Yeah. You have the diagnosis. You know you like these guys enough to fuck, but not enough to date. Mm-hmm. Great. And you'd like to see him again because you're having a good enough time. Okay. We've established that. Now the next thing is saying, hey, I just want to let you like, and I would do this like mid make out. You're making out. You're having fun. You go, just want to stop this for a second and let you know this is casual to me and I'm seeing some other people. As long as you're okay with that, I'm willing to kind of move forward. And I think a lot of these guys will be like, "Um, see, because they're in Mexico City. (laughs) And and it'll be fine. Me too. I was going to say, uh, if she's listening, I I just want to say that I was hooking up with like a couple, I don't know, the most people I've ever been with at the time when I met my boyfriend. And I wasn't, I wasn't at all like, you know, these guys, I didn't see a future with them, but I was having fun. And I was like, you know what, Anna, just have fun. Like I I was in a very serious relationship before that. And then he came along and and it just kind of naturally happened. I didn't break anyone's hearts or anything. I just kind of stopped hanging out with all of them and I was like well I guess I'll just hang out with this person because he means more to me than them (laughs) and you know that and and I'm sure one of those guys may have texted you down the line hey you're out 
And right. you have to send the text. I have a boyfriend now. Sorry. Yeah. I love or, telling him too. I'm like, you know, I met you when I was in like my sluttiest phase. And it, it, <laughs> I was like, I was out every night, you know, yeah. I was going to a comedy show and then I was like, I have to leave. I'm, I'm seeing a drummer. And I was like way cooler <laughs> than my comedy friends at the time. <laughs> and then the, he, he, like your, like, your boyfriend, I was like, yeah, good. I got in while the door was open for yeah. everybody. <laughs> That's how I weaseled my way in here. Mm -hmm. You should feel proud that I picked you (laughs) over all these others. (laughs) You have been chosen. Yep. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Is it worth the fit and flawless fall? Okay. Okay. Last year during COVID, I had a fling for a couple months with this guy from our small personal trainer gym we ended things after he started being rude and dismissive with me when i would try to voice my needs in the bedroom and within our relationship in general i continued to go to our gym after things ended between us while he did not i really enjoy my gym and and trainer and i've been going for over three years her and i have actually become really good friends i had to take a month off this spring because of work craziness and when i came back my trainer informed me that this guy and his new girlfriend who moved into his house four months after him and I stopped dating, would be coming back. We'd be at the gym together in the same time slot. I've run into this guy a handful of times without his girlfriend, and it was awkward, but fine. However, at the time, there was no way I would feel comfortable being in the same room as the two of them working out together for an hour. My trainer told me she could try to let me know which days they'd be in so I could stagger my days. But I already struggle with going and this would be just another excuse not to go. Not to mention the membership is over $200 a month, so I hate wasting the money when I'm not going. It's been a couple of months now of me not going and I joined my local crunch with some friends. But I'm just not getting the results I want. My old trainer has been begging me to come back and has even told me that she wouldn't charge me on account of me not going and still paying last year. I really do want to get back in shape and learn some more workouts I can do on my own. I guess my dilemma is do I go back? Should I take the trainer up on her offer to give me a heads up if this guy and his girl will be there considering it's been over a year and I have zero feels for this dude I do don't think their relationship would hurt my feelings but I'm just not sure how I'll feel or, or how I'll react in real life important to add at this at the trainer's birthday party last month he told me he thinks about me every time he goes to Home Depot by my house and he told me he goes quite often in front of his girlfriend and other witnesses what? so awkward what? okay what do you think is it getting is getting my fit and fabulous fall bod worth the potential anguish of having to interact with him uh, with them? Do you think me jumping in and testing the waters while I'm not paying is worth it? What do you think? Absolutely. I think you go. Yeah. But you, you got free training sessions from a trainer you really like to work yeah. with. Absolutely. Go get the training sessions. Go get in shape. You do you. And you said this person said they were over this guy. They have no feels right for this dude. Obviously, he knows that guys know when you don't have feelings for them anymore. He's like, oh, I I think they're over me. I better start going to Home Depot (laughs) because it's near where she lives. so yeah, go get hot and then make them jealous. I don't know. I feel like yeah, don't I, let I would never want to let a guy ruin like me working out or, you know, going to the gym. I want to go to a working out with a trainer I want to work with. I don't know. It's it's a no brainer for us because it's not us. Do you know what I <laughs> <Right>. mean? <laughs> you know, like and that's most of these emails. Like it's always a no. Bra- Here's I let me just point out her fear. Her fear 
first of all is running into them her fear is running into them together at the gym but she wrote important to add at the trainer's birthday party last month he told me he thinks about me every time he goes to home depot by my house and he told me he goes quite often in front of his girlfriend and other witnesses so you've already hung out with him and the girlfriend right why is the gym any different than i i guess the idea of them being cute and doing something together that doesn't involve alcohol. Like I, I think she's made this into a mountain and we all do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, right. she's saying, Oh, I'm going to have to see her in her yoga fit. Like she's going to be right. in her aloe. And also like, you know, what's the worst <laughs> situation that could happen? Yeah. The, the uh, best. Uh, she's pictured the, it. Yeah. She's pictured her in a, in a, in a hot pink, you know, like, crop top with like the hottest workout stuff ever worn in the history of workout and he's like hugging her during a burpee or some shit and she's on his and, back and he's doing push-ups <laughs> totally and she's like you know whispering in her in his ear oh my god you made me come 17 times last night that's not what's gonna happen they're gonna be sweaty and gross and, and I'm sure on the other side of it, she's worried that she's going to be sweaty and gross and there's some sort of comparison game going on, which yeah. we can't stop you from doing. You're going to do that, but it's not. Let me tell you, you said you're over him, but it wasn't a choice between you and her. Right. It, it was never that. So it wasn't a choice between, well, she's hot in the gym and it's hotter than you in the gym. I know it feels that way, but it's not how Mm-mm. guys operate. Go look at every man who has slept with someone outside of their relationship or marriage. They either look exactly the same or they look like you couldn't believe it because it right. doesn't make sense. It just never makes sense. So yeah. so to yeah, this person. That's hard. It's not a comparison at all. And no. I think once you accept that, you'll be like, oh, I don't care. I'll go to the gym. And I think once they, you, I think you're be- I think if I was you, if I was this person, have the trainer warn you when they're going to be there so you can go and get it over with. Yeah. Get it over with. Go see them train. Go shake their hands. Hi, good to see you. Go with big hellos. Mm-hmm. Always go through awkward. Hey, how you doing? How are you? It's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot of good things about you. Then you do the workout. Yeah. And you get over it and you see that it's not as scary as you're making it out to be. Yeah, rip it off. And then rip you feel it better. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. If you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can finally get ahead. I'm going to tell you right now, I love that Upstart is sponsoring this podcast because it's an opportunity. It might not be for, you know, you might be listening right now and this has nothing to do with you. You don't have a credit card balance, but there's some people who are. And right now you're paying a rate and Upstart might find you a better rate than what you're paying. And that is the equivalent of finding money in your jacket pocket. So we're looking for a way to help you out here, and it might help you, it might not. And Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt. And it's all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a refresh with 
Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know I sent you. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. The JTrain Podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Listen, people, if you got Netflix, then it is different in your country than it is in other countries. All the, you know, the rights are different everywhere in each country. So if you've ever taken a trip abroad, you put on your Netflix, you go on your account, you're like, where what are these? Where, where where'd all these Marvel movies come from? Where did the where did this TV show I love come from? That's because those countries can you know have the rights to these shows, and you'll be able to watch them because of ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost a hundred different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. This works with many other streaming services too. BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. Watch Pulp Fiction on Canadian Netflix or Top Gear on UK Netflix. Why is ExpressVPN better than the other VPNs out there, blazing fast speeds, tr- stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. Encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has, a- has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use my link, expressvpn.com slash JTrain to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Watch what you want with ExpressVPN. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com, JTrainPodcast at gmail.com here with Anna Roisman at Anna Roisman go follow go follow go follow unemployed with Anna that's the podcast I'm on it so you can go find my episode and you can um, um, go find my episode it's like a perfect appetizer to the entree of all the good episodes that Anna has out there are we ready for yeah. like a this is going to be serious I can I trust you with a serious email yeah yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess I'll give a trigger warning to those out there. Dating soon after loss. Okay, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Dear Jared. Oh, it even says Dear Jared, so you know it's going to be legit. Feathering your nuts tenderly from miles away. I'm a 25-year-old woman living in Washington, D.C. while pursuing my Ph.D. This summer, after two years in, in, in a suburb and dating in D.C., I finally made moves and got a shared house in a popular D.C. neighborhood. I was looking forward to expanding my dating pool, living uh, within walking distance to bars, and overall living my best shot girl summer. Those plans were dashed, though, when my 22-year-old brother died suddenly and unexpectedly at the end of, the, at the end of June. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Hey, I went back to the West Coast to be a uh, to uh, be a support system for my parents and stayed until now. It was devastating and still is. However, I'm not in a state of depression or constant crying. I want to start dating again and keep things fun and flirty, not to make up for lost time, but to make the most out of the time I have left because it feels right. That I mean, first of all, thank you for writing into this show. The the fact that you you know, trust this show with a serious email like this is is very, uh, I take it seriously. And also, like, I get what she's saying. 
Like it shows you the important things in life. It's, you know, it's showing you, you know, what she's saying is like, so is, is it could be inspirational to someone listening home. I want to start dating and keep things fun and flirty, not to make up for lost time, but to make the most of the time I have left because that feels right. That that's a, I love the attitude. My question is this, how do I bring this up on first, on first dates when I get the inevitable questions one, how was your summer? What did you do? Oi. <laughs> what a, what a, we're laughing. Well, how's your, so, how's your summer been? How was your pandemic? Uh, you know. Oi, oi. And two, do you have any siblings? That's, I mean, mm-hmm. two very legitimate questions. Um, it's going to be awkward. Yes, we laughed because it is awkward. Yeah. I was on the other end of this conversation years before, and I felt like my compassionate response made my date feel closer to me, even though I didn't reciprocate attraction. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I know what to expect uh, from any reasonable person who will say they are sorry for my loss, blah, blah, blah. But I, let me let the listeners home. I didn't blah, blah, blah her email, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she did that. <laughs> she did that. Like, I, what, what if I was like, reading lost, this email? Blah, 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 lost, blah, lost a brother, blah, blah, blah. Oh I know God. what to expect from any... <laughs> I'm reading her words. <laughs> I know what to expect from any reasonable person who will say they are sorry for my loss, blah, blah, blah. Not me, okay? But it is a mood killer nonetheless. Yeah, I understand that. My other big fear is that I'm going to come off as callous for getting back into the dating game so soon. That feeling of guilt also extends to talking about my dating life to friends who may expect me to seem more sullen. The only solution I've come up with is to make my Instagram public, which uh, has the most recent post uh, dedicated to my brother. I suppose any lurkers may see that in advance, but I don't expect it. Thank you for your wisdom. I'm a longtime subscriber and have shared with friends across the U.S. and abroad. Uh, so, I love this email. I gotta say, I commend this girl for writing in. I think it's yeah. very cool because she's very real about it, and I get that feeling. Like she's writing in because she's worried. Like, am I allowed to start dating again, totally. or do I? Am I supposed to be grieving? Like, if I feel, if you feel ready, grief is is everybody grieves in their own way. If you want to go out and date people, like if that makes you feel good, then absolutely. You deserve to, like you said, you know, listen, you're listening to two reasonable adults. Um, I, I totally agree with everything you just said, Anna. And I, I, this email is like what this podcast is all about. Like saying kind of the uncomfortable things that you're like, uh, can I commiserate? Can I just see, can I hear two adults hear what I'm saying before I go out in the real world. And like, she's honestly testing it with us. Totally. (laughs) And she won us over both of us. Yeah. And and I'll, yeah. I was going to say, and we both laughed when you said, you know, the two questions, right. Or what did you do this summer? We (laughs) laughed because the way she wrote it too, is just, you know, she's just spilling the facts. Like she's just like, here are the questions I'm going to get. Like, and and we're laughing because we're like, oh yeah, you are. (laughs) We know know that. You're fucked, girl. You know, <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, I want to start. But I think what she said, like the idea, like, listen, your friends and family just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's really number one. And they don't care about you as much as it feels like they care about you. So <laughs> like, yeah. so those two things <laughs> in a good way, like they're, they're not thinking about you every minute of the day and they also want you to be happy. So, right. so what you just said to us is I want to start dating again, keep things fun and flirty. I'm not trying to make up for time. I'm just trying to make up, you know, make the best of life because that's kind of the inspiration of, you know, my brother's passing has made me kind of like come to grip. And 
all honestly, like the pandemic has done that for a lot of people. People yeah. are looking at time differently. So I think anyone who couldn't understand that you are valuing time differently because of what's gone on in your life, if they can't understand that, they're not really looking to, they're not really a friend, they're not really right of mind. They have their mm-hmm. own issues. Um, I would also say that like making your Instagram public, if you're comfortable with that, yeah, people can see that and they'll, and they'll be, but it's not your responsibility to like warn people. Like, no. you know, you don't have to like get some... It, to me it's almost like and and I do agree like it might when you were on the other side of it it's like oh my god this person understands you don't want to like get ahead of yourself right and mistake compassion for love and all that stuff but yeah. I I think if and you I say a, oh go ahead go ahead go ahead please I was just gonna also say and if you're dating someone you know you don't have to you can give as much information about you or you know as you want if you if you really like someone and you want to get serious and you feel like i should let them know you know what happened with my family if on the other end if they can't handle it then like they're probably not the person you want to end up with anyway you know and and also (laughs) can't handle it in the way you want it handled you know like that's another point to this where it's like you know, whenever we talk about like breakups, we always say like, it's not your match mm-hmm. that like someone could look at you and go, oh my God. And they could start crying at the table. And the way you wrote this email, that doesn't sound like it's your match. You yeah. know, like, right. and, and that's not the wrong way to respond. It's just the way they responded. So yeah. I, I think when you say like, like, if, how was your summer? What did you do? Well, uh, and, and even the way we started this email, I'm going to give you a, a brief trigger warning because it gets really sad, but I want to let you know, like I'm here and I'm happy to yeah. be here. Um, I actually lost my brother this summer and it's been incredibly tough at like, and if, and if they just like freeze up, you're like, okay, maybe not my person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, but they might go, so what happened? And maybe you just telling the story turns into like, oh, look at how, I don't know. That could be a, they I'm not saying to it. Yeah. You don't know. It's not, it's not the best conversation, but it is a conversation. But you know? I think like, it's, it's more admirable to hear you talk about it than, than to just open your Instagram up. Because I think if someone, t- the way you just said it to me, if you told me that, uh, you know, I lost my brother this summer, you know, I'm doing okay. I, I, you know, I wanted to get out and start dating again. And, you know, I moved to DC. Mm-hmm. I would be like, wow, you're a strong person. I don't know that sure. I'd be as, as cool as you right now. Like that's, I, I commend you for like being able to get out there again. Like, I think that's cool. Also like referencing like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually going through therapy. I'm, I'm dealing with loss. Like uh, I'm in a lost group. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing. Whatever you're right. doing is what you're doing. But like, I, that's not a, just saying that isn't a judgment on how they're handling it. It's just saying like, when you explain the whole story, it's, then people go, Oh, okay, cool. So that's how you're going through it. Like mm-hmm. it's, I think people would be more just, interested as much as you're willing to talk about and do you have any siblings that's a tough thing i think you're more likely to get how was your summer than (laughs) do you have any siblings yeah um and i think do you have any siblings it's like well again yeah uh, this is gonna be a tough conversation and i hope I, i i hope and i think anyone can see just because if you're on date one and these conversations come up that doesn't mean i i wouldn't take that as they love me you know, like I would take that as, you know, they had no other way to answer that right. question. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I also think this this conversation is easier than going out with someone and being like, how was your summer? And you can be like, well, I broke up with my boyfriend of 10 years last week. That's totally. like 
I'm, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Totally. Like, I don't know. This seems a lot more like this is life. This is some life shit that you've had to go through, unfortunately. But I, I you're not um, on a rebound or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Like in in the scheme of things, like I'm, I'm looking at like value time more because of life is more valuable because my brother just passed is different than. Yeah, you're my first date out of the relationship, and I'm just like looking the fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah. like because I feel like we've all been in that situation. You're like, oh, great, okay, <laughs> that that ruined J- the night. <laughs> yeah, J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Anna Roisman. Go follow right now at Anna Roisman. Unemployed with Anna. That's the podcast. Get subscribed. Tips for approaching a guy at a bar. So you re- you referenced your 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 sexy. S- you know, foray into, you know, getting into the, uh, you know, your, how did you, when, when you My met your boyfriend, re- yes, your, yes, yes. you had your big moment out there. Um, J trade. I, I absolutely love your podcast. I've learned so much from listening to you. I wanted to ask you if you had any tips for approaching guys at bars or other venues in real life for real life. So I, I've been calling it IRL summer Okay. in real life summer. I'm almost 22, live in a major U.S. city. I'm bisexual, but I find women and non-binary people are easier for me to approach than men. Yeah, I, I think that makes I a agree. lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, yeah. I'm very funny and have even dabbled in stand-up myself and can be quite charming, or so I'm told. I love your confidence. I want some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm like, if I wrote in, I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. Um, I... <laughs> try to do jokes sometimes and they bomb. <laughs> um, I am confident in my appearance too, so I should have no issue approaching someone at a bar. Whether or not the guy is interested or if it leads to anything isn't is so important to me. I just want to be able to to try. I understand that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you could be the most confident person in the world and you see like this person at a bar and you're like, what do I even fucking say? You know, usually if I go to out with a group of friends, group of girlfriends, I'm the least likely to be approached by guys. I don't know if that's because I'm 5'11 and men are intimidated by me or something. I've always wanted to have the courage to approach a random guy, but I've never know what to say. Additionally, I wonder if there's anything I could do to make myself more approachable to others. Anyways, let me know what you think. I'd appreciate any and all help. Thanks for what you do. Um, she, she gave some photos, um, and she's beautiful. I'm looking at pictures of her right now. Mm -hmm. Beautiful woman. There's no reason she shouldn't be approached or shouldn't, should be afraid to be, to approach someone. But I, I, as I said, this is easy to say, harder to do. What do you think? What would you? Well, first of all, I don't know. Maybe you sound very confident and I, I feel like. I, no offense to men, but I feel like all men are excited to have a woman come and talk to them. <laughs> even let me, if- <laughs> let me, let me rubber stamp that. Yes. Please. Yes. Please. Thank you. All men. Li- men want to be approached. It's flattering. And here's the other thing. There's no danger to it. So you have to understand, I, I guess this could help someone who's worried about it. Yeah. When a man's approached by a woman, there's no fear that you might, murderous mm-hmm. so and the roles reversed part of it is murder yeah part, part of, of the it. man your biggest predator is coming right up to you so understand and i know that delves into like difficult conversations but i'm not looking to have that conversation i am saying yeah if i'm approached by a woman there's no thought of danger so there you have it <laughs> so th- there so i would say most men are like me this you know so but that also being said your whole life 
you're told as a guy, talk to her, mm-hmm. ask her to dance, ask her out, pay for the meal, do the do, right. do, 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 do. How, what a relief when a woman comes up to you. Right. So, you know, like, like, oh, I don't have to be, be a man, quote right. unquote. This is fantastic. So, again, I agree with you. What, uh, but, yeah, uh, but, I was also going to say, I think, um, I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm so confident and like to go up and talk to, you know, men at a bar or anything, but mm-hmm. I prefer it to men coming up to me, like by a long shot, because of what you're saying. Like, if someone comes up to me, he's like, can I buy you a drink? Before I even say like, who are you? What's your name? I'll say, no, I'm good. Thanks. Like I, mm. that is my natural instinct. But if I'm like, that guy's hot, I want to talk to him. And I mm-hmm. somehow get the courage to like talk to someone. Like, even if it goes nowhere, even if we have one drink or we, you know, he's like, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm at, my wife's in the bathroom, whatever it is. Like, you're going to feel, you're going to feel like I'm on top of the world. I could do this with anyone. Like, you're not going to feel that rejection as much as just doing the, doing it. It's it's a lot like the email about the gym. The mountain looks a lot yeah. taller than it is. And mm-hmm. even like you even just like like I've had this issue. Like people think because I talk out of my ass on a podcast on a dating <laughs> app uh, and I talk about dating all the time. They think I have like all the answers. I'm the same way as this person. I, I, I get in the moment. I'm like, what do I even fucking say? Jared, what would you even say? Right. And people would think that the opposite of me. They think, oh, well, you go on stage and you, you scream into a mic and you say a bunch of bullshit shit. And like, <laughs> they would think, when, does, when do you have nothing to say? Well, it happens to me all the time. I'm going mm-hmm. through that in my life right now. And even when you said, can I buy you a drink? Like, I was like, why didn't I think of that? you know i'm like i'm like oh that's a good idea you know oh can i buy you a drink should i write that down like i'm like looking right down try it out that's a good one um but that's the thing that's how easy hey can i buy you a drink oh you know what i got a drink don't worry i got a drink don't worry is a no that's okay and and look at even hearing that i go that's pretty good oh okay good luck okay not a problem right or but you were kind, I mean, you offered, you were like, if I buy this person a drink, maybe they'll chat with me for a little bit. It's it's not so crazy to, to ask and, someone that. And here, I've had this happen. Maybe you talk for a while, you exchange numbers, and you never answer them again. Yeah. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. totally okay. You know, you, you gave it a shot. You talked to someone in real life. So, hey, can I buy you a drink? Hey, I love your shoes. Hey, I love your glasses. I mm-hmm. think starting with a compliment and because sometimes people go, oh, thank you. And when someone likes you, here's here's what happens. They extend the convo. Yeah. So, hey, I like your glasses. Oh, my God. I got thanks. them at wherever. You know, yeah. thanks. Oh, where are you from? And it's like, where are mm-hmm. you from? If that conversation becomes difficult, that is them saying no. Right. And that's it. That's and so if it's true. E- you know what I mean? Like people make conversation difficult when they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I had a woman. I was such an asshole the other day. I had a woman. <laughs> I was. She was like this. She I was, was like, hey, can at, I buy you a drink? Like, and I was like, get the fuck away. I'm Jared Freed. You know who I am? This is a Delta like, lounge, bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> I was at the gate, at the Delta gate. And you know, all your sitting, stories are at airport. I uh, love your airport. Air- <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. It's every airport. I, so I'm sitting at the airport and it's six in the morning. I don't want to talk to anyone. I took of the course. first flight out and I sat at the gate that was um, across from my gate. Okay. Because I didn't want to sit amongst everybody. Got it. You, you know, wanted to be alone. Yeah. Mr. 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 Celebrity over here. <laughs> so 
I sit at the gate and it's an empty gate. You know, the, the flight has already left. And this older woman, she, I have like headphones and she goes, did you miss your flight? That was her just yelling at me. And it's like, it was too much. I guess now that I think about it, maybe I wasn't as much of an asshole as I thought I was, but it was like, I was just like, I don't want to. And did you miss your flight? And I turn around, she says it over and over again. I go, I turn, I go, excuse me. And she goes, did you miss your flight? I go, no. And then I just turn. And it's like, that is me saying no to this interaction. Right. And I remember leaving it going, ah, you were kind of a dick to that woman. I was like, yeah, but I don't want to fucking talk to her at six in the morning. Who cares if I miss my flight? Right. You don't know me. Like, you're not my mom. You know, like, <laughs> like who the fuck are you? You know, so it's now, like. Now she's on another podcast being like, oh, I saw the most handsome guy in the airport at <laughs> yeah. 6 a.m. the other day. And I didn't know what. Down. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. And he was empty at the gate. It was empty <laughs> gate. And I was like, I'll, I'll lead with this. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him if he missed his flight. But again, if she was looking to make a conversation with me to get to my number at some point. That was a no, and that's right. okay. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Anna Roisman. Go follow right now at Anna Roisman. Go, go, go. Let's do a – we'll do two more. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. Okay, ready? To take the trip or not take the trip. We've gotten versions of this email before. Okay. Um, but let's do it because what you, but it always starts with whenever I have a woman writing in to take the trip or to not take the trip, I'm always like, beware of men you've met online. Okay. So like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, I, I, and sometimes they write in, they're like, so I, I guess I'll just go. They live in a, a shed and I'm just going to go visit. I'm going to, you know, it's like, okay, so let's remember that there's danger afoot okay. in around every corner. Okay. J train. This is my second time writing you, uh, writing in since you gave such great perspective the first time around. I figured let's go for it again. Well, lucky day. You got Love answered it. twice. I was hanging out with this guy I met through mutual friends at the end of May slash beginning of June. I can't believe, I, I, I hate to be this person. I'm like, I can't believe it's August, but okay. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I, 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 like I'm reading My this brain going, was like last summer or this summer? Because it yeah, feels, like, yeah, it feels like we lost the, the summer. That's, I, I, that's exactly where my brain went too because I was like, I'm like, okay, is this, because I now it's everything is like b- before 2020, after 2020, you know, like I'm trying to yeah. like, reference it for okay so they started hanging out with this guy I met through mutual friends at the end of May beginning of June and we had three amazing dates over the two weeks we were seeing each other including a sleepover after the second date um, at the end of our third date after spending all day together he let me know that he accepted a new job in Chicago and he was moving the next week Okay, we both lived in Denver at the time, and I still do. He said he had been wanting to move back for a while since that's where he's from, and this opportunity came up, and they needed him as soon as he could get there. Okay, this is all very convenient, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, not to say he's a liar. No. Don't you hear this? And but you he go, also, he, he dropped it. He said, you know, I, I want to go back there. So this, right? He's, I'd he's be, I, well, dropping he said, the... I, I'm interested to know when that information came out. Yeah. Did he say first date? I've always wanted to go back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Then you fuck on the second date and he goes, Oh my God, I got this job in Chicago. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> like all like, right. Like, yeah. Or did he, or was it like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying there's like, there's, there's ability to lie here. There's a lot of convenience. Okay. Not, not to say he's not a trustworthy person, but okay. 
Um, but it's just convenient because look at she writes huge bummer because we both agreed that we felt like we were building something real and we really enjoyed spending time together. They are like, Oh, I really liked you, oh, but no. this job, I gotta, yeah, the flight's leaving. Ta-ta. You know, like <laughs> uh. <laughs> fast forward to this past weekend, he was in town for a wedding and to see his parents who live in Colorado. Okay. Right. This is different. We had plans to see each other at the mutual friend's birthday party on Saturday, but he claimed some sort of U-Haul emergency and bailed. I was really disappointed. Again, convenient. What? This is the thing. When it, when people are long distance, when people move away, when there's mm-hmm. an end date, we have to beware of end dates. Yeah. End dates because what that really does is it gives you an undeniable con- excuse. Right. U-Haul issues related to the move. Remember? Going to mm-hmm. Chicago. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it's like okay. when I got my dog and I was always late for work and I was like, the puppy, you know, yeah. he, he ate my <laughs> he ate my credit cards. I don't every day was something with my dog because I knew they loved the dog and they knew about him. Yeah. Okay. And and they'll go, oh, we get it. We, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't get it, you have to get it. Right. So, okay. So. U-Haul emergency and bailed. I was really disappointed. Sunday, he calls me to apologize and chat while he drove back to Chicago. Again, let me reiterate, convenient. Right. He's in a car with nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. My parents do it to me all the time. Okay. (laughs) He calls me to apologize and chat while he drives back to Chicago. And again, as right as I could be is as wrong as we could be. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, maybe this is the, the one. I don't know. I'm just saying... We have to point these things out. Yeah. He calls me to apologize, chat while he drives back to Chicago. And during the conversation, he says, I should come out to Chicago and visit him and throws some dates and events we could go to. Okay. My question is, should I take this invite seriously and try to plan a trip or just leave this at what it is a great two weeks before he moved and a potential meetup every now and then when he's back in my city. Thanks for all your help. What would you do? Mm. I don't know. I. Uh- I don't I didn't get it. If she really likes the guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, I might go. I might go for a trip if I don't have anything yeah. else really going on. And, you know, he's he's saying, hey, I, I have a friend's birthday party. I have a friend's wedding or something. You know, you should come in. We should spend the weekend together because she said, uh, you know, or should I just leave it at what it is? And we'll see each other every so often, you know, so she's she's open to that. It sounds like so yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I would go. Maybe I, okay. I wouldn't put pressure on it and I wouldn't, you know, Make it like uh, I have a boyfriend now and he's in Chicago and like, you know, sure. Make it intense. But I think I might go. What what do you think? I like what you said. Don't put pressure on it. Yeah. Okay. This is a. If you enjoy his company and you like having sex with him and you're like, I got nothing to do that weekend. Let's fucking do it. Right. That's got to be you. Let's fucking do it. It has to be your motto. And. Because this is a if if this is if you're saying to yourself, I, I, this is the one, and if you're already ahead of yourself and planning a wedding, which I'm not saying they are, it doesn't sound like they are, but if you're one to get a, down that road and feel massive disappointment, this is fraught with many places for that to happen yeah if you're the type you, of person who sleeps with someone and then they're they you see them in a new light then no if you can't keep it casual if, no. if it's i'm having i'm vaxxed i'm i'm ready to get out there i love chicago this guy's gonna treat me so much fun and i have fun with it 
then do it. Yes, mm-hmm. do it. But and and listen, that's not to say it can't become something. Right. But it has to be. You have to stay in the land of reality. With this, could be the person I end up with, or it could be. But it's more likely to be a really fun weekend, and we'll see what happens. Because mm-hmm. this guy, to me, when he says we, you know, there's a there's a type of guy that I call the we the the, the we should guy. Mm-hmm. We should do we should. a weekend. We yeah. should do, you know, Lollapalooza. We should do whatever. And the we should guy is really good at like getting ahead of themselves. So what I would say to this person, yeah, go. You And also, again, the danger factor is a little out of the way because you know you have mutual friends. You trust this guy. You've had three dates. It's different. Yeah. Go hang out. But again, he has so many excuses to not be in a relationship with you. So don't expect that. Mm-hmm. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with Anna Roisman at Anna Roisman on Instagram let's do a screenshot email we'll do one more is that okay yeah sounds good it is long let me be warned everybody. okay okay <clears throat> so okay I recently reconnected with a guy from high school who used to be my best friend's boyfriend in high school. I'm 24 years old, turning 25 in September, late birthday, LOL. Um, and, and he was in the grade above me. I mean, you. I like when someone writes a fully long email and then they're adding in, late birthday. <laughs> I'm a rising me. Gemini, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get this shit out of here. Okay. <laughs> I'm 24 years old, turning 25 in September, and he was in the grade above me, so I believe he's 26 now. My friend and him dated for a little over a year and then broke up when we were seniors and he went to college. Also, me and his fr- this friend had a big friend breakup at the end of our senior year, and even though we're best friends throughout high school, we actually haven't been friends since 2014 <laughs> and have barely spoken since our senior year. Okay, so I guess okay. you're not best friends. Right. At all. <laughs> he he used to date my best friend's boyfriend. You should, yeah, my formerly best friend's boyfriend that I haven't spoken to th- since 2014. And she writes, big friend breakup, okay? That means there's hatred there. Yeah, they had a you don't have out. a Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Because you don't just say, I wouldn't say I had a friend breakup with anybody. It'd just be someone, oh, I talked to them. Okay. Him and I became friends while they had dated because I would hang out with them here and there. We also have beach houses in the same beach town, so we'll bump into each other at the beach sometimes. When I went away to college, we stayed in contact a little bit, nothing excessive, but we would text when we got back in town for holiday breaks and for some reason had an intense poke poke war on Facebook that went for 400 plus pokes (laughs) at the time. Remember pokes? I mean, pokes... I like to she writes for some reason had an intense poke word. No, oh you're flirting. God. Yeah. You're flirting. You want to know something However, crazy? We- I, I hadn't had a poke in year in a thousand years and, and my Spanish teacher from high school recently poked me and I thought <laughs> male or female. Male. That's no, a flirt. Like, don't That's you a flirt. poke me. <laughs> He's like, hola. <laughs> however we never met up to hang out and we would say we would set each other up with our friends but nothing ever panned out that's also flirty conversation Mm -hmm. yeah that's a oh i should set you up with my friend it's i'm not interested in you yeah no no, no. (laughs) i'm busy i should date someone else okay yeah i poke (laughs) everyone that i set up with their newly married spouse yeah no this all went on during my freshman or sophomore year at college and eventually sizzled 
I think they meant fizzled. Um, sizzled is turned up. Fizzled, turned down. Yeah. I never thought anything of it since we were just friends with the occasional flirt. Yeah, flirt. I went on to date my ex-boyfriend for three years from college, and I believe he had a college relationship that went on after college. From social media, it looks like his relationship ended at some point this year in 2021. Fast forward four to five years later, he... Wait, what? No. <laughs> we're in the future now. Yeah, we, it's 2026. Well, I think four to five years later from... For her. For her. He lives in Brooklyn and I have been back on Long Island, which is where our hometown is. I visited one of my friends in Brooklyn in May and put up an Instagram. He had responded to it and said, damn, I live around the corner. I replied nicely, but he didn't respond. Screenshot attached for reference. Okay, so let's see the screenshot. So it's a picture of her. It's a selfie. Um, Brooklyn appreciation post is the caption with heart around the face and then he responded to it with a it looks like a text or that's a dm yeah right yeah that's a dm because it's the instagram post got it so i'll write so i'll be him ready damn i live around the corner dude he said dude he said no he said damn oh mine says damn i live around the corner dude oh you're right i'm i'm the dumbest person alive. That makes a difference in this text. Yeah, story. yeah. Okay, okay. You're, you're fair. No, no, no. I don't know why I left that out. That's crazy. Um, okay. Damn, <laughs> I live around. Damn, I live around the corner, dude. OMG. It was my first time in Brooklyn, surprisingly. I had the best time ever. I will be back. Okay, and then the the, the dreaded scene and no answer. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so now in the past two weeks, we had a pretty tragic accident happen to our community, and it brought a lot of people back to my town to support the situation. He came home and sent me a snap pic of his dog saying, best part of being home, and I had, that could be, okay, let's, the problem with Snapchat is right here. Right. They he sent away. me a snap pic of his dog saying, best part of being home. We don't know who he sent that to. That, that could be to 30 oh, people. Right. It could be over to one person. You're right. And I that that could be that Snapchat is like going fishing. Mm-hmm. You just throw with, with with a net. You throw the whole net and you chum the water. Mm-hmm. And I had sent one back of my dog saying top tier family member. He messaged me and we started chatting. Yeah. He brought a fish in with that net. There you go. He asked me about asked me how I was doing and that he hoped to see me around, mentioned we should get together. I let him know I'm moving into Manhattan at the end of the summer and that I would text him when I moved in for us to make plans. Okay, so now that's set up for way down the road. Mm-hmm. He told me that to text him now since he didn't have my number any longer. I sent him the text, conversation attached. Okay? Okay. So you be her, I'll, I'll be him. Okay. Don't have my number any longer? Wait, I'm sorry. At least I had the courage to ask. LOLOL. Oh my God, no worries. I'm just playing. Now you have. Heart reaction. (laughs) Uh, This guy ain't given much. Okay. Uh -uh. (laughs) Also, he had her number, right? Mm, It didn't seem like it. Oh, okay. 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 So. The weekend I Okay, now in the. Okay, so that weekend, I moved into my NYC apartment. Oh, so she moved earlier than it, I, she kind of said. No, I right? think Didn't she means she... like that weekend I moved into my New York apartment. So like she's fast forwarding to when she did move. Because that was the so. end of the conversation, we... right? She said she was moving in the fall. Didn't she? Yeah. 
Okay. That weekend, I moved into my NYC apartment. I had posted a snap story and he responded to it. I then sent a smiley face back. These interactions between us happened relatively recently, the last weekend of July. I haven't heard from him since, and for some reason, I'm very intrigued. Well, it makes sense. It's a comfortable person. Mm-hmm. I feel it feels that we have always had some type of chemistry and we have lots of common grounds. Some hometown, beach town, and same hometown and beach town, and I've been friendly friends for years now. I'm interested in getting together to see if there's actually something there. We could get together and it could clarify for me that he is just a friend and nothing romantic. I am not emotionally invested in this person, more so interested to see if there's a spark here. If there's no spark, I can move on happily without any questions in my mind. Side note, a lot of guys from my hometown hit me up and try to link, and I tend to turn them down since it always gives me hookup energy instead of courting energy. I am at a point where I want to find someone to date who wants to build a life with me and treats me with love and respect. I don't do casual sex and have been celibate for eight months. The last guy I slept with was someone I dated, but it didn't work out due to long distance. I have a couple questions. Is this situation too messy? With him being an ex of an ex-BFF, uh, with him see, uh, seeming to recently get out of a relationship, I'm not looking to be a rebound. So is the ball in his court after I gave him my phone number or do I need to make the first move to get together? Should I be more patient to see if he does make the move? If I do make the move first, um, will he think I'm seeking either a fling or a relationship? I was hoping he would reach out to make plans and I could approach the situation as old friends getting together. If I initiate, it feels like I'm seeking out something even though I'm just looking to test the waters. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks so much. Um, Keep up the pods since I absolutely love them. So what do we think? Ah, there's a lot. There's a lot here. First of all, I think you can immediately cross out. uh, Is the situation too messy with him being an ex of an ex? That was high school. And you don't high school. You're not even friends with this person anymore. Yeah, totally. No relationship with this person. If they were to approach you, it's just that that's actually not right of them. Like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. You have no relationship with them. You assume he has no relationship with them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, you know, I think if you if if it does go well and you are interested in this person, I do always think the red flag is someone who's recently out of a relationship. I think people do need some time to, you know, be on their feet again and get out there again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if she's trying to just date someone seriously and she's not looking for anything casual, he might be in that casual phase. He might like her and he might one day Mm -hmm. eventually be into her. But I, I wouldn't dive into this with like is he ready for a relationship? I don't know. I, I always like to give people their time, I think. Um, yeah, I, I here's the thing. <laughs> and I don't mean to sound horrible. This sounds icky. He, and, and she wrote something very specific in her email that, that she has to just take into account. She is interested in this guy because of the history, because yeah. of the comfort, because mm-hmm. of the hometown, because of the beach houses. There is a lot here where he has checked certain boxes for you and you're going, this is a prospect for me to build a life with is what you wrote. I want someone to find someone to build a life with me, treats me with love and respect. Of course, we all want yeah. that. We, <laughs> I, I don't think that's special to you. I don't do casual sex. Okay, that might be special to you. That's fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been celibate for eight months. I think he knows that about you because <laughs> of this background. He is waiting in this water very cautiously because, and, and yeah. she wrote, because he's going, 
he, I actually think he, th- he thinks that you are someone to flirt with, but anything more because he didn't give much. Right. He hearts that last one. She does say we should get together. The ball is in his court. He is not shooting that ball because he knows. And he could say to himself, you're pretty, you're fun. You cut you same hometown. He's saying the same things, but he's thinking of disaster first, not what this could be because what you wrote in your email, I am interested in getting together to see if there's actually something there. We could get together and it could clarify for me that he is just a friend and nothing romantic. Mm-hmm. That is never good. That's not how he's thinking. No, he's not thinking at all. I would go out to her with her to fuck and then see what happens. Right. He is a very reversed and he and I think because of the history, he knows that is not how you're coming in on the first date. Mm-hmm. So he is keeping his distance he is letting you make every move. He's letting you take the approach angle because he knows if she comes to me, then she has to, he knows you have to make it very obvious that you're just looking to have some fun with a guy. And mm-hmm. you're not that type that is looking for this because of the history. So I yeah. would say to this person, I don't think this is going to be the guy for you. I right. think... I think it's just the history that you're you're more attracted to the history and the intrigue than you are the person. And yeah. he is letting you know, yeah, you can come here and hang, but I'm not... Like, he's not going on a first date with you to see if there's actually something there. Right. He's going on a first date with you. He's like, hot chick from high school that I would definitely bang, but <laughs> it's going to create a lot of issues. <laughs> so that's why he's staying far away so yeah you're so true but i have to say i've been in that situation where you don't want you don't want to look you don't want to text you don't want to reach out totally. because you don't want them to feel like you're you want more than that but you you do and you said it like i feel like this person she respects herself she says i'm not just having sex with people i know what i want a lot of people don't know that and you know they would they would yeah. text him and they'd but they'd want that and they wouldn't admit that to themselves and they'd text him anyway and they'd go out and he'd be like oh cool we're going out we're gonna have sex and and then it gets wanting, messy. Wanting to have casual sex is not an evil, bad thing. It's no. it, they're both both are great. Both are fine. Yeah. Fine. Great is not the word. Both are fine. The knowing what you want and knowing your standard, she's already came in with it. Yeah. And because I'm a big person, it's like, yes, yeah, send the text. I'm always in send the text mode. Yeah. But the context here puts me in a position of going, that's not what you're looking for. Right. The, at that point, you are actually doing falling into the trap that he has laid. He is saying to you, I'm giving you nothing because I really want nothing. Right. I totally agree with you. I am all yeah. for telling people, no, tell tell them how you feel. Send the text. Be yourself. Put yourself out there. But the, in this situation, you're right. She's just going to, it's not going to go that they're they're on different paths, it sounds like. It's going to only present disappointment. Mm-hmm. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Anna Roisman, this was fantastic. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I love this. I love doing so this. So much fun. You were so great. Everyone needs to follow Anna. She's hilarious. At Anna Roisman on Instagram, Unemployed with Anna. That's the podcast. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>